Alright, welcome to the St. Timothy's EYC Q&A podcast. We're going to use this podcast weekly to address questions submitted by uh, members of our youth group. Um, we already have a couple lined up for the next few weeks to get us rolling. But if you are listening to this and enjoy it and want to ask your own question, you can head over to stTimothysws.org slash youth and that will be our youth homepage and if you go there you'll see a little button that says EYC Q&A submission. Um, I'll also link that in the description of this podcast so you can find it there as well but we'll use this to submit questions and each week I'll take one and we'll talk about it for 10 or so minutes um, and it'll give us a chance to dig deep into some questions that may not show up in our formation series. Um, They may be, you know, silly. Um, They may be serious. Today we have a a heavy question, but a good one that I'm excited to discuss. So to get started, this first week, we're going to address a question submitted by Walker Rice. And so this is Walker's question. What is the meaning behind the phrase, God knows best? I feel like in the movies, whenever somebody dies, they say that. But why? God died for us. Why would the best be our death? And I think Walker has asked a really, really good question. And I think it's um, a deep one. And it will really get this um, podcast started off on the right foot. Because it gives us a chance to dive deep into a, a question that every single person that you'll ever meet will have at some point in their life. This attempt to reconcile the suffering that we see around us. Um, If we have a loved one who dies, you know, somebody might tell you, well, God has a plan. You know, God still knows best. God has a plan. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And what does that mean? What do people mean when they say it? And how do we approach that from a Christian perspective? So I think the first thing to note is that when people are saying that, they're trying to give meaning to the suffering that we see. So for example, if you have a loved one who dies and somebody tells you God knows best, what they're trying to do is to make you feel better that this wasn't some random act of suffering or violence, that there is a grander plan behind it. And while the while the intention might be um, genuine and true, it doesn't always make us feel better um, in the moment of our suffering and grief. Just simply knowing that there's a grander plan doesn't make the suffering that we currently experience any less. And I think that's important to, to note first off, that this is not supposed to make our grief insignificant or make us you know smile when we, when we should be grieving. That's not what it's trying to do. What it's trying to recognize is that We don't know everything. The good news of Christianity is that Jesus defeats death and sin on the cross. The story of Christianity is not just an attempt to give meaning to the suffering of the world, but to acknowledge that it is and will be defeated. God's knowledge and power go beyond our limited understandings. So when people say God knows best, They're trying to acknowledge that we only know a fraction of the world, much less a fraction of all there is to know about the universe. We have a very narrow viewpoint, and even if we got everyone involved in our youth group to come together, our collective knowledge would be so, so small 
of everything there is to know. Our knowledge does not compare to God who is omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent. God is all-powerful, all-knowing. He can be in all places. Um, the power and knowledge of God goes so far beyond what we are able to understand. And so we may have a hard time seeing that anything could possibly lie beyond the suffering around us because our knowledge is so limited. But we trust in God's promise that Jesus has rescued us from sin and death and we await the second coming of Christ when this earth will be completely redeemed and no more sin or suffering will exist. So let's pause for a second and reiterate one fundamental truth of Christianity. We have to get one thing straight in the midst of this conversation. God is all-powerful and all-good and does not ever will or desire evil or suffering. Evil does not come from God. God does not cause evil, and God does not cause suffering. You have to put a period there and say anything that denies these two facts is not Christian. So where do we go from there? Well, that opens the door for us to talk about how God has created the world. God has created the world and fashioned his creatures, us, in such a way that God permits things that might be contrary to his will instead of stepping in and violating our freedom, violating the autonomy of the created world. Think of it this way. It's similar to your parents willing or wanting you to obey them Let's say they tell you, you need to be nice to your sibling. They can't force you to say nice things and mean it. And so sometimes, in your freedom, you might say something mean to your brother or sister. But this doesn't make it right, and it definitely doesn't mean that your parents are condoning it. It means that your parents are giving you the freedom while still acknowledging that that is a wrong thing to do. We can explain it even a different way. God has created a world that has its own freedom. So humans, we have free will. We can choose to do certain things or to not do them. God does not force us to act a certain way. We're not robots. We have a choice. And in a similar way, the world does not operate solely according to God. And this is a key piece of our puzzle. There are other forces at work in the universe. We know from the Bible that Jesus often spoke about spiritual forces that we could not see. So if you re remember a lot of the verses, he talks about casting out demons. He preaches against false teachers and spirits. So there are things that happen on this earth that do not come directly from God. God does not desire these things to happen. God never desires the suffering of humans who were created to love him. But these things do happen because God, in his power, is able to allow the world to operate in its freedom, but also ensure that his final goal will be, will be achieved. So this is the good news in the midst of all this. There's no evil that has ever happened or will ever happen that will prevent God from accomplishing his ultimate goal of redemption. Redemption of us, redemption of the world. Nothing can change what's going to happen. So the evil that we experience here on earth, it hurts, there's suffering, and we long for you know the release from these things. But the good news is this isn't changing the outcome. God's kingdom will be brought about on this earth. 
And I know, all this can be a little confusing to wrap our minds about. So let's give one more little anecdote. Think about the thing you desire most right now. If you could be doing anything this second, what would it be? Would it be eating your favorite food? Would it be playing video games all day with your favorite friends? Would it be going to the beach? Would it be going to the mountains? Think about that thing that you desire the most. And why do you desire it? Why do you want to do those things? Because they make you happy and they might give you some sense of fulfillment. You don't have a desire to go to the mountains with some of your best friends because it makes you sad. You desire to go to the mountains with your best friends because it makes you happy. It gives you some fulfillment. And this might sound a little weird at first, but if you dig deep enough in those desires to eat food or play video games or go to the mountains, what you'll find is that ultimately at the root of all of that is, is a desire to be with God. And I know you might push back at first, but think about it deeply. God is the source of all that is good. The good that we see in the mountains, the good that we taste in our favorite food, the good in the friendships that we form, even as we play video games together. God is the source of all of that that is good. And so when we desire anything that is good, we're desiring something that ultimately comes from God. So our desire to see suffering end is ultimately a desire to be with God. As we recognize that suffering is, you know, harmful and it makes us cry and it makes us grieve and the evil that we see around the world, we want it to end because we recognize that God is good and we desire God's kingdom to finally be established. Our freedom in choosing to do certain things ultimately becomes a quest to freely choose God and find our ultimate happiness and fulfillment. This is why the best choice you can ever make, better than choosing to have lunch with friends or play video games, is the choice to give all that you have to God and pursue a relationship with Him. So again, let's go back to the ultimate good news. The good news is that all the evil in the world is not powerful enough to stop God from redeeming the world. In Romans 8, Paul says that, For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that is able to overpower God. So even if we cannot see the big picture right now because we don't know everything, we're able to trust through Jesus that God is more powerful than all the suffering around us. So when someone says God knows best, what they're really saying is we don't know everything. We know this suffering hurts, that when people who we love die, for example, we cry and mourn while we miss them. And we're thankful that Jesus is with us while we are sad and we cry. And we take comfort in the fact that God is not surprised by this evil. It does not catch him by surprise, and it doesn't defeat him. He will have the final wor word. And so to conclude, I want to acknowledge that this rational answer is not always satisfactory. If someone you love dies, a friend comforting you by telling you that you don't know everything might not actually be that comforting. 
in the moment, it might not make you feel better, even though it is 100% true. And this is why it is so meaningful that Christ promises to be with us in our suffering. In the midst of our suffering, Jesus reminds us that he is close. He does not abandon us to suffer alone. Jesus lived as a human and experienced suffering just like we do. He lost his friend Lazarus, remember? And he wept, just like we do when people we love die. Our experiences are not foreign to him. He knows exactly what we are going through, what we are feeling, and he comforts us through it. So yes, God knows best. We don't know everything, but God knows best. But he's also here for us while we struggle to understand that. We're never left alone in our suffering. Thank you for tuning in to the EYC Q&A podcast from St. Timothy's Episcopal Church. Again, if you like this conversation and you have a question of your own to ask, there's a link in the description below, or you can go to stimothyswsorg slash youth. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you next time.